dark Tuesday night, Phil Brindelow walked home. Phil thought to himself about all the wonderful things he was looking forward to doing. He had an Instagram account dedicated to posting pictures of the actress Jennifer Lawrence, with whom he had a quite unhealthy obsession. His account had thousands of followers, and he occasionally used it to post his own reviews of films and television and such, uh, to which he got much attention, more so even than so-called amateur film critics who put countless hours of time and sense of money into keeping their dreams afloat of expressing half-formed opinions on newly released cultural products. Yet Phil Brindelow's opinions were read by far more individuals. But were these individuals worthy of reading these reviews? Were the reviews worthy of being read? Or were these readers reading the reviews worth anything at all? If they had been reading the reviews of a better reviewer, would that have made that reviewer's readers a better few, or would the readers of the reviews have been as equally irrelevant as the readers of Phil Brindelow's Instagram reviews? Phil Brindelow also looked forward to beginning his new podcast. He was planning to go home and record the first episode, during which he would discuss whatever came to mind. He did not have a plan, despite the fact that all of the podcasts he had listened to throughout his life and had taken inspiration from had made it very clear that they operated through staging a plan for every episode, writing a list of topics. Phil had tried to record podcasts in the past uh, by writing lists of topics and, and sticking to these lists, and he'd always found and always been told by those around him that these particular podcasts had been far less enjoyable to record and listenable than those which were improvised. Hence, Phil Brindelow decided that his new podcast would be improvised. Phil Brindelow also thought, about the people he just left. He left in his workplace, he left in his school. Were these people worthy of his time? Was he worthy of their time? He wasn't sure of either of the answers to either of these questions. He knew that he was he was worthy of their time. But were they worthy of his time? He was, after all, the most intellectual person in the city. He did not need medicine. He did not need education. For Phil was the finest, the smartiest. He was the greatest human of them all. Did Phil need to learn? No. What was there to learn that Phil did not already know? Did Phil need to practice? Why practice? Practice for what? Phil's fate lay before him like candle wax spilling onto a bridge of metal poles. What was the purpose of this? Wasting long hours surrounded by fools. Fools, Phil Brindelow believed these people to be. 
For what else were they? For they were not worthy of his time. They were ignorant. They were loud and aggressive. Some suffered from ADHD. Some claimed to suffer from dyslexia, from asthma, from many other illnesses which Phil Brindelow had varying levels of belief in. Was dyslexia entirely fabricated? Very likely, yes. Very, very likely, yes. Vaccinations! A curse upon society, thought Phil Brindelow. Phil Brindelow had a forum profile. Uh, every day he went and he wrote long essays about the reasons why vaccinations are a curse upon society. Where had he learnt his 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 disdain for this product? Well, from his upbringing, of course. Phil Brindelow's parents had, well, not exactly been human. They'd more been badgers. And growing up in rural Cardiff, Phil had always been told things which the other children's parents didn't seem to teach them. He'd been told that, for example, homosexuals were otters in the disguise of humans who'd come to the surface of uh, cities and villages in order to infiltrate the community and eventually take control of all of the Gaelic clubs they could find. Gaelic in Wales, not an extremely popular sport, knew Phil Brindelow, but Phil Brindelow thought all the same this was quite a possibly likely scenario and that the Badger parents may not have been false. Who was false? Phil Brindelow knew many people who were false. He knew an Italian. Her name was Esperanziotti. And Esperanziotti, the surname Biancicardo. Esperanziotti Biancicardo was a false person. For he slash she, we don't yet know the gender, told Phil Brindelow that Italy was a country, not an island. And Phil Brindelow had reason to believe that Italy was an island. When signing up for a website called ChristianMingle.com, Phil Brindelow had been asked to choose his country of residence. Phil Brindelow had scrolled down the drop-down menu between Ireland and Israel. He'd seen Italy listed beside it the word island. Was Italy an island? Or was it a proper country connected to mainland Europe through borders, land borders, peninsulae? What was he thinking? That is not yet known. The dripping top continues on its journey. Footsteps. Footsteps on the pavement. Phil Brindelow turned around to see behind him an ogre. The ogre ran towards him, shouting at the top of his lungs, Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Was this the ogre? Shrek from the DreamWorks animation film and its three sequels of questionable and variable quality? Or was this an imposter, a child, a Halloween costume? What was this? What was Phil Brindelow seeing? That is yet not yet known.
Do you like my pretty poem? said the boy on the TV. Immigrants make me sick. Phil Brindelow turned up the volume as the brown-haired chap began to read. An empty warehouse, an empty shed, an under a disused shed. Who was this boy? Why was he on the television? He had filled Phil Brindelow's dreams, his daydreams, his nightmares for the past six months. Was he an illusion or was he really a human being come from outer space even to take Phil Brindelow to caress him gently as he went to sleep at night before tossing him into the inferno of deliberation? Say Fanta. Say it again. Say monotony. Say fear. Say Lichtenstein. For what is one word but another transposed to be of purposes new? I do not know, said Phil Brindelow. I do not know. For what is life? And what is death? And what is love? And what is sacrifice? Blue, green, yellow, orange, purple, mink. Is that a color? thought Phil Brindelow. I do not know. He walked slowly that day. He had his hands in his pockets. They were cold. He had developed chillblains, red and, 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 and thick and peeling away at his skin. These chillblains were a curse upon Phil Brindelow, arriving every February with no with no pause for warning, with with nothing, just they arrive with the cold of his hands. He had his hands deep into his pockets, but not too deep, definitely not too deep. As Esperanzio walked past him and goes, Phil Brindelo, you are false. I am not! I am not false! That is a false statement, said Phil Brindelo. I did not give you permission. You have no right. You have no right. Phil Brindelo's cheeks were red with the cold. He rubbed them together. He shook his head back and forth. Phil Brindelo had such limited view of all culture that there really was no hope for him in the world. The Badgers had told him this, but he'd thought eventually hope would come. He'd learned very soon. He was incapable of interaction with other men or other women or children or the elderly. He was locked in a cave of... 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 I do not know. I do not know, thought Phil Brindelow. The solvent usage, it had done this to his mind. The mind had been shrunk like a potato with, with, with matchsticks prodded through its veins seven years before. Two thousand and six it had been. The matchsticks piercing the potato's skin slowly working their way through the core until everything was gone. Everything was dead. This was enough. This was the end, thought Phil Brindelow. I'm done here. This is the end of everything. And with that, Phil Brindelow continued to walk home, continued to think of his superficial plans and interests and... 
And we continued to listen. And that was that for that day. And Claude looked from on high. He looked from his window. And Claude thought, here, here is my next mission. I needed a new mission. And here it is. I look forward to completing this mission. Brindelow is brought to you by Amazon. Amazon is the Internet's biggest virtual marketplace. You can buy anything and everything on Amazon.com right now. We're proud to have Amazon as a supporter of the show. They are also supporters of BuzzHub Entertainment and The JL Show. Visit buzzhub.info and jlshow.info for more information.